0: Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leadings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. There was so bad, bad. Hey everyone, I'm Guile and I tweet outdoor podcast. And today I am joined by Clotho. Hi, I'm Clotho, and you can find me at ClothoSpindle on Twitter. And Kama. Hi, this is Kama, and you can find me at Oxford Splice on Twitter. And today we're going to be covering Daenerys' third chapter in A Clash of Kings. So we pick up with Danny once again still stuck in Carth, And um, just so, actually I should give a trigger warning for pronunciation here because <laughs> um, there's some doozy. She's, she's hanging out with Zaro. I always say Zaro Zan Doxos, mm-hmm. but clearly that's wrong. I think it's Zaro Zone Doxos, mm-hmm. but we'll just call him Zaro. Zorro. So she's hanging out with Zaro and there's like this little there's a couple funny bits, but um there's one part where she's with, I believe, Rhaegal, and he has his claws into her shoulder. And she shifts him to part of her that's clothed, so it won't hurt so much. But it's like such a cat thing. It's like exactly like when a cat's you know making their biscuits on your skin. <laughs> and you have to switch them over to to clothing. Like it just like clearly, um, clearly, George R. R. Martin has cats. Um, and the reason why this might be especially awkward is he also makes note of the fact that Danny has decided to dress in the Carthian fashion, which God. is a one not a one sho- like I guess it is a one shoulder dress it's mm. just the other side has no dress so it's a breast bared silver sandals and a belt of black and white pearls about her waist
1: So stupid.
0: Um, yeah and she thinks you know for all the help that they've offered me I should I could have gone naked maybe I should have <laughs> like Danny's-, Danny's inner thoughts are kind of funny um <laughs> Basically, she's talking to Zaros and giving him a recap of she went before the pure the pureborn, who are one of the main factions in Karth, to ask for help and ships and whatnot. And you know, they were very kind and polite to her, but offered her nothing. And you know, Zaro's like, you know, did you flatter them? She's like, yeah, you know, but did you cry? And she's like, no. <laughs> well, you should have cried. Um, Maybe that would have worked. We get a little um and you know the we get a really a little bit of the reason why she actually you know, she's given a bunch of gifts and whatnot to the pureborn. and the way that she's getting this money is that I mean, it kinda sounds like Zaro has set her and the dragons up like they're in a zoo. So yeah. he's basically charging all of these traders that are coming through Karth or um, they, you know, they're giving her gifts to see the dragons. So, um, you know, amongst the gifts, I think uh, every, you know, there's zor, there's zorces, um, you know, coins, amber. But I believe the best one would be someone brought the dried corpse of her husband (laughs) with a crust of silvered leaves.
1: I have so many Uh, questions. Yeah. So many. Like, your husband dies, and your first thought is, Let's cover him with silver dust and put him what in the regifting cupboard. I I just don't. And like, how are you dry the court? Like,
0: just like a dehydrating. Like I, there, yeah. like a giant <laughs> food dryer.
2: I, I, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. They put him in a big vat of rice so it could soak up all the moisture.
1: But like, you just have him hanging around. I mean, like some yeah. of the stuff I get, like, you know, <laughs> money or jewels or whatever. But I mean, it's sort of like, and you know,
0: basically I, use it to pay for a day at the zoo. Like that, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, that's bad. it's very baffling, right? Or maybe this is a case where this woman had a lot of husbands. <laughs> In which case I could see maybe being like a little more
1: cavalier with their corpses, but you know, well, I buried the one and we cremated the second, you know, the third, he was a spell caster. So, you know, there's value there and I don't want to pay to have him bear. I mean, what the hell? Yeah.
0: <laughs> she does get this crown, which sounds kind of cool. It yeah. has three, a three headed dragon with like yellow, gold, silver, jade. And she keeps this and sells the rest to like, Pay for bribing the pureborn. And there's like a little passage that she thinks about, you know, know, how they used to call Viserys the beggar king. And, you know, she kind of feels for that. And she kind of has this moment of understanding what he went through and, you know, the feeling of being, of begging and being mocked behind your back and whatnot. And she definitely has, she has this moment of just really like, you know, I, I kind of understand how he became the person he was. And if, you know, I had had to be the one in charge of that, would that have been me? You know, and she's like, well, probably not because I have the dragon. So, you know, there was always, you know, I, I have more power than he ever had, but it was kind of a a cool moment of recognition of, you know, what he went through, which, Mm. you know, obviously we're all, to me, at least I always feel like we're very much like trapped in the show Danny, you know what happened there and stuff, but you know you do get these moments in the book where it's like she's you know, she's a pretty empathetic, thoughtful person, um, all the way through. Like, don't don't try to pull this bullshit. She's mad all along on me. I read this shit
1: because like, um, yeah, I I and I think she she comes off much better here. Hmm. Like, show Danny at this point is. Yeah. Is just sort of like going to these audiences and just demanding that they yeah. help her win her throne. Like, and and you get why they're like, well, no, why should we do that? You know, and, and you're like, what the hell is wrong with you, girl? I mean, you know, they have no reason. But here, here it's like, she's trying to do all the things. She's trying to obey the customs. She's wearing these stupid dresses. She's letting them gawk at her. She's taking, you know, what she wants is realistic she wants a ship to take her and her people to Westeros and like that's a reasonable like I can get behind that goal and I don't think she's wrong to be pissed that it's not working out
2: and she even has a little bit of empathy for her brother too and that she's like I mean it's kind of like you know the idea that she could even think that way like not to forgive him but the idea that oh okay maybe this is part of what contributed and what drove him mad so she has a sense of like you know
0: oh I am sure if this. you asked her she totally has forgiven um, Viserys
2: at this point you know I
0: think yeah I would think she absolutely okay you know I think she absolutely has um so they she's you know t- she's talking to zaros and it's like you know when you and he's constantly flattering her and everything and you know she's obviously been asking him for you know ships and gold and He's like, I you know, I don't have any like fighting ships. I just have trading ships and you know, why don't you marry me and you know marry me and we can sail around the world and um you know, it'll be super awesome basically. And you know, she doesn't take him seriously because she kind of notices that when she's in this carteen outfit, like Jorah can't keep his eyes off of her. Whereas, you know, Zaros absolutely can and there's like young boys around, so she knows that like there's no um like true romantic intent here. He just is like kind of avoiding he's being nice and avoiding the question as far you know, as far as she knows. Although obviously I think, you know, when we get a little bit about the the warring, not like hot war, but like the factions in Karth vying for power and obviously you know, joined the Danny, Zaros is like probably becomes the ruler of Karth. So, you know, there's obviously something in it for him too, but you know I mean, I kind of appreciate the, like, let's sail around and, like, you know, sail around the world and have a good time. Like, why well, you got to be all conquering Westeros and shit, you know?
2: <laughs> I, well, I mean, like, he's he's laying it on thick, but I mean, yeah. it, it's not really, I mean, he has some points, you know, who's, he's like, who are you going to get to, like, you know, he's just talking about this vast amount of money that yeah. it would cost to do all these things and pay these people and You know and also who would you know why would this even work like he's basically asking some simple questions here like have you thought right like
0: (laughs) yeah no one in cars is going to fight for your cause they might fight for money but they're not going to fight for you and you know which is a like perfectly valid argument like he's he's an interesting you know again with if to go back to the show where it was kind of a cartoonish character here he's somewhat of an interesting character in that It's not like he's entirely, you know, he's not, he doesn't want to do what she wants him to do, but what he wants to do, basically rule Karth is, you know, like, you know, his goal is
1: as valid as hers. Yeah. Well, and he's got, I mean, of course he's being nice to her, kind of the way Illyrio was nice to her. Yeah. It's because he gets something out of this deal. And as long as she's cooperating and there's these dragons and they're trying, everyone's clearly all about them. I mean, he's, for all we know, he's getting kickbacks on the oh, admission I'm to sure the zoo. He's you know, kickbacks. Yeah. But like, he, you're right. I, I mean, he's valid. He's his ideas are valid. Hers are valid. I get her frustration. I get his like, what the hell, you know? And
0: and yeah, I mean, she's too young. I mean, granted, like we find out some of the specifics of what a marriage in Carth would mean, but you know, she's too young to, to be in a transactional like marriage at this point. Right. You know, obviously. Yeah by a dance with Dragan, she 100% is, but at this point, you know, I don't think that that's something that she's, like, she actually thinks about, like, is he interested in, you know, like, I don't think she ever thinks that about his dar later, like, she kind of knows, and yeah, she's she's not, she's too young for that, so, you know, she's thinks that she should go to Piat Pri and go to the Warlocks, and you know, that's, like, the one thing that um, kind of threatens Aros a little bit, like, he's, like, you know, they only lie. They're, you know, you don't want to do that, basically. And, you know, she's like, I, I think it's sort of like, well, if you're not going to give me what I want, like, what are my options, basically? Like, that is the option that I have. Um, so they leave, and they're kind of going back through cars, and they see what's a fire mage, which is like, I don't even know. This is like this is how the pandemic has taught me to have no patience for anything anymore because between (laughs) the fire mage, which I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Like it's a stupid word. And then quay. I just like was pissed, but (laughs) case the, the fire mage is like creating this fire ladder and then climbing up it. And as they climb the, the rungs kind of disappear beneath them but basically Danny notices that there's a bunch of cut purses around on the ground that are stealing from the people that are watching him, which totally actually reminded me of Arya. Not necessarily that Arya would be like doing the thieving, but Arya is also someone that notices that type of thing. So it kind of, um, I had never really thought about some of that like personality connection between Aria and Danny, but here you really see it where they're both like extremely observant. Yeah. Um, which was like, yeah. And I think, you know, thinking back about Danny, I'm like, yeah, actually she, you know, typically is like really quite observant as well. So that I kind of thought was cool that, um, you know, she was noticing that. And then, you know, they run into Quaithe, who is wearing her stupid mask (laughs) and, (laughs) and, you know, tells Danny that, um, you know this guy was here before and he could barely do like jack shit basically but since danny's there like his powers have grown so like this whole idea of um you know quake is interpreting this increase of magic in the world because of danny and the dragons which is kind of interesting like i don't know like where the cause of like where the causation comes in there but that's how
1: she's seeing it we actually we have a question about this, which is literally uh, it's from Buck O'Hare on the Discord who asks, "How do you understand the strengthening of magic?" George is showing us. Uh, also, which we'll get to, I'm sure, in a minute. Uh, was Danny ever likely to go to a shy?
0: I mean, yeah, I don't know if it's that. I mean, because I, I feel like the way that George has described, like the birth of the dragons and Danny surviving the fire, was like a one-time like special event. And so to me, it's not that the dragons brought forth the renewal of magic, but like they were a consequence of some like renewal of magic, you know, same thing with um, the whites and the others yeah. in the North, like all over, you know, all over this world. I mean, that's, I guess that's how I've interpreted it. Yeah. Like something's Actually, waking up.
1: Yeah. I feel like there's a cycle, like there's a, oh, this yeah. has happened before this will happen again. And, you know, because like we're a certain set of circumstances that are in place, and that is why magic is like re entering their world and strengthened. That's how I've always read it. Um, the part about a shy, I really don't think so, but maybe, I don't know. So, you know, Car- uh, Carth-
0: Quaith tells Danny that she should leave the city soon or, or they'll never permit her to leave it at all. And, you know, Danny's like, where do, where do you think I should go? And, of course, rather than give a straight answer, it's to go north, you must journey south. To reach the west, you must go east. To go forward, you must go back. And to touch the light, you must pass beneath the shadow, which she's interpreting as a shy. But it's just like, I just want her to grab Quaith by the shoulders and just say, say what you mean. Just say what you mean. No more riddles. Um, so I'm really, like, looking forward to the House of the Undying chapter when I fully <laughs> lose my mind about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: it's, yeah, have you ever, like, it, outside of Terry Pratchett's novels, like, magic characters always are wearing these stupid ass outfits. Oh. And saying these really vague things you can interpret 60 different ways. Right. I mean, but it's, it's like just... a trope. And it's annoying. And I'm with you there. And I'm like. I was just trying to imagine what it would feel like to be wearing a lacquered wood mask like this (laughs) all the time. I mean, like maybe it's lined with cloth, but I mean, it just sounds like they're in that, you know, it sounds uncomfortable and hot and like, I have enough trouble with like normal things on, you know, my body.
0: I mean, like, right. We've all bitched about masks when it's hot
1: out. Right. Like, ugh, you know, wearing a a wooden mask I mean and right. then fights and things I just can't yeah
0: I, it's just I you know I know that like 90% of my irritation is that this series has gone on too long and it's just like oh for the love of God just end it just you know <laughs> tell her exactly go here turn left at you know <laughs> this particular street in a shy and that here let <laughs> me give you my GPS this is how you're gonna get there right right like uh, um, so anyway, she, you know, she asks Quaithe, "What, what am I going to find in the Shai that I won't find in Karth?" And she says, "Truth." And then she leaves. <laughs> and,
1: like
0: I'll, the next line, I love. Ricaro Re- snorted contempt through his drippy black mustachios. <laughs> <Like, laughs> I've never loved him more than at that moment. Um, she says, "Better a man should swallow scorpions than trust in the spawn of shadows." <laughs> so you know, she so she goes back to where they're living and Jorah's there. So she had asked him to stay behind to guard the to guard Drogan and um Vicerone. And you know, she kinda tells him, you know, the pureborn refused me and um, you know, Carth or Pizarro's asked me to marry him and you know, she says you know, she's she's talking to Jorah about, yeah, you know, it's clearly transactional essentially. And, you know, she says that Zaros has actually assured her that in cars the man and the woman each get to keep their own property so the dragons would be hers. And Jorah says that actually there's this wedding custom that on the day of the wedding a wife a wife can ask can ask for one love token of anything from her husband and vice versa. Oh. So and that cannot be denied. So basically Zaros was gonna get a dragon. Which, you know, sure, but I mean, I also feel like if they had decided to get married, they're like we're, you know, they're a power couple. Like, that's what they've decided to do, so.
1: Unless, Um, unless she becomes disposable. Like, once he has the dragons, he doesn't eat her.
0: I mean, but she seems, like, kind of fun. Like, you know.
1: If he doesn't swing (laughs) that way, and if he's got another, you know, I it's like, I think, like, if he doesn't have ambitions about, you know, going beyond Karth and, you know, what what's, she's a, yeah, I think it could be fun, but I don't think he's that guy. I mean, I think he's saying those things to her because he's just trying to get her to, like, yeah. be docile, but I don't think he wants any of that.
0: Oh, I think he'd hang out on trips with her, like, go on vacations and stuff, <laughs> like,
2: yeah i like the idea if that was true like if he wasn't gonna like betray her he just kind of like i don't think that's that bad of a deal i mean unless because right, like, i don't know he doesn't give yeah. an indication that he's going to do, but i mean who knows but you know is he gonna just he use just, it to make money and not really be a tyrant and not or is he just you know
0: yeah he doesn't do really seem thing? To have like a like a fear like what would he, you know we don't know like well if he's in charge of karth what would he do like, what like would that he'd run a theme park like? basically
2: he seems like okay right. i'm gonna be like disney you know i'll run this theme but, park know, and show he, the dragons he, he have he rides and, and, yes <laughs> he's like the
0: Barnum, yeah um, yeah
2: like a, oh like God, a circus
0: a yeah yeah oh gosh so i mean then i start to worry about like the you know the elephants and the sources then you know like that's probably and and the dragons like yeah. would he be kind to the dragons yeah.
1: <laughs> um she's like she's like 15 years too young for this but like if she were older this might be a a viable thing i know i also think 25 years too young for this Yeah,
2: yeah yeah i think that's another thing too i think it's this idea of like I don't know people tend to be more idealistic when they're young so I mean if she had some years I mean it's not that bad to just chill and enjoy wealth like the idea of like right. being stable being comfortable isn't that bad of an idea like she's Actually, still in this quite a good one yeah yeah so it's like maybe and, if she was older you know, she'd be a little more <laughs>
0: she doesn't think she can have kids so like if it's a not you know a non-sexual relationship like if she doesn't think that she can have kids then you know that's not really a consideration and even if it was it seems like they would certainly you know it seems like he'd be pretty tolerant of you know her having extramarital relationships and vice versa like i mean you know it's the worst of all of the shit she's gone yeah. through and will go through this is not her worst offer yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> i agree I, i'm there with you on that
0: <laughs> so she tells Jora about seeing place and um you know, he's like, yeah, I wouldn't mind leaving, but I don't want to go to a shy. And she says, you know, where are we go? And he says, east. And, you know, basically he thinks that if she goes west, west, her life is at risk. And she's like, well, you know, I have friends in the free cities. And, you know, Jorah's like, Illyrio's not your friend. Like, he literally sold you. And, you know, but he also gave, you know, she's not completely down on Illyrio. And, you know, she doesn't necessarily have a super reason to be Um, but, you know, she, Jorah says, you know, I thought this was kind of interesting and it doesn't really go further in this chapter, but Jorah says, you know, you will not win your father's throne with sweepings from the free cities. Nothing knits a broken realm together so quick as an invading army on its soil. And, um, you know, she says the Lord of the Lords of Westeros do not know you and have every reason to fear and mistrust you. You must win them over before you sail. Yeah, a few at least, which I thought was like, I mean, honestly, that might that, you know, sort of ends up being her strategy, I guess.
1: As, he's as much he's as not know. wrong. I find right. him disgusting as book Jorah, certainly, um, because she's a, you know, a teenager and he's also a pig. But yeah, he's not wrong here. And, you know, like she's
0: not the breaker of chains yet. You know, that's not a title that she's earned. And that is a title that you could see. Of
1: all but, of her titles
0: appealing to, you know, some of the people
1: of Westeros. Maybe, but like, you know, to the people of Westeros, Essos is this exotic, you know, far off place that's meaningless to them. I, mm-hmm. I don't think that's the kind of thing that, you know, appeals. Well, I mean, you know, it's like she is like, he's not wrong. She's got to, she refuses to learn about the, the world she's supposed to, you know, the realm she's supposed to lead well, she it's doesn't
0: because, I mean, it is what eventually brings like the Martells to her.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, they they're not sending Quentin over now. They're kind of waiting until she's accomplished more, right? And but then, I mean,
1: yeah. it, it, But that's in terms of like, okay, she's got a viable political force now. Like yeah. she's she, but that's not like, you know, somebody in I don't know, the Westerlands hearing about this. You know. Uh, what's his name's uh, crazy? What's his name's daughter? Oh, she's coming to rule us. And she just freed a yeah. bunch of people. I don't see that like winning over a bunch of lords. You know, I think that's the kind of thing that like sounds good to us. Yeah, but not necessarily to the people who she has to get the buy in from.
0: And you know, Jora also, you know, Jora also has a good point of just simply like the longer you're in one place, the more danger, the more danger you're yeah. in because yeah. people can you know come and kill you basically. And you know, at the end of the chapter, she's kind of just thinking about about what to do. Um, and she, you know, she decides that bef- I think before she leaves Karth as like a last ditch attempt, she's going to go see priest so that you know, obviously sets us up for her last chapter in Clash at that point, which, um, oh good lord,
1: will <laughs> be a fun one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do we have any other questions on the We topic? we just had one uh, from Cardinal Girl seventy five on the Discord. Who wants to know what are your best guesses for what Quaith's prophecy means for Danny? Yeah, I'm kind of at that point where you're at, where I don't care anymore. Just come out and say what you mean. But I assuming it's just it's the kind of thing where at the very end, we'll if we ever get it, we'll learn. Oh, it just meant she was supposed to do this one thing and she did it, you know, or did.
0: or it's just it's not a straight path to whatever. You know, you're gonna have to go some roundabout way to get where you're going. Like whatever. Which um, he's
1: he's kind of saying. He's telling her not to go west. He's telling her not to go home. He's telling her you yeah. gotta you know. Well, but that is our All mail.
0: Right. All right. Well, if you have any questions for us, um, and you know, I would actually say please, as an early call out for questions when we do hit that House of the Undying chapter, um, uh, you can send them to Close the Door and at Gmail. You can find us on Twitter at Door Podcast, find us on Tumblr at close the Door and come here, and also find find the find us at the Jamie and Brian subreddit. Uh, Like and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, um, Google Play, etc., wherever you listen to your podcasts, and support us on Patreon. And with that, I am closing the door. Get out.